Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right. All right, all right. You're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, sir, are right. 202. You know who it is. It's McGonagall. Like my name was El Nino. I actually had a teacher blame El Nino for my misbehaving. I'll never forget that. I was, you know, an idiot, as some of us are in our teenage years. And he called my mother and he said, you know, the first half of the year, he was just an angel, which was uh, another word for sleep, slept through the class every day. But all of a sudden, it's been a real turnaround with him. I don't know. I don't know if it's El Nino. And I just started laughing. I was in the room when he called. I was like, did you just blame El Nino for the way I've behaved the last two weeks? El Nino? Really? I don't know, Mrs. McMonagall. I mean, it's he was really so good the first first half of the year, but now I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's El Nino. Or, and he wasn't trying to be funny. It wasn't sarcastic at all. He meant it. Uh, every time I saw him, I said, oh, watch out. My El Nino's acting up. Listen, that's a great reason because then it's not really your fault. <laughs> right, exactly. No, I know. Yeah, Mom, Perfect. what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, it's El Nino. You know, it's... Spanish for the Nino. Ah, uh, we miss Chris Farley. 877-337-6666. Uh, we're just talking about Bowers there. Uh, if you heard Marco's update, he's going to be um, on with uh, Sal and Tierney uh, tomorrow morning. Should be interesting. Obviously, still saying he's innocent. And there. let's be fair, there's been a lot of evidence to, the, to support that. Uh, narrative, um, text messages where this woman uh, was claiming to, you know, get him and friends encouraging her to do do as much and pictures of them sleeping in the same bed together on the night she claimed things happened where she has no bruises on her face. Like there are a handful of things that certainly make the situation feel like it's not quite what we all thought it was all those months ago. But still, he admits to doing things that even if asked to do or talked into doing, you should probably never do, and it doesn't matter. The point being that I do believe in second chances at some point, and what we were learning a lot about what actually happened, he's been, uh, all lawsuits have been dropped, there are no criminal, any more criminal investigations, there is nothing else uh, to do with that case, it is all behind him, he, uh, you know, I don't believe he had to pay a dime. He's not going to serve a day in jail. Like, it's all over. It's all done. And, you know, many a guy has been given an opportunity uh, to come back from situations, if not exactly like, but similar to this. And we will see. I don't know who's going to give him a chance. I do expect someone will give him a chance. He is an excellent pitcher. He did win a Cy Young. Uh, he's a little bit out there. I think, you know, it's it's no mis- it's no surprise or or when when this went down the Dodger team immediately came out in full force saying they wanted nothing to do with him I think he rubs people the wrong way I think he's a different guy to go on top of these accusations so we'll see if anyone is willing to bring in the headache and answer the questions and deal with that for a uh a, what was once a dominant starting pitcher I don't know what he is right now too you'd have to tell me uh what you know he is but it'll be an interesting interview with BT and Sal tomorrow so check that out 877 877- Three three seven sixty six sixty six. Bob and Bayside. What's up, Bob? Yeah, Chris, you're so out of line on a couple of issues. Out Number, of line? Yeah, out of line. Yeah, Number I, one, I, you're out of order. Well, you didn't hear what I have to say. Okay. I heard what you had to say. No, I know. All right. First of all, you a lot of Mets fans and even you sign Alonzo. Sign. Have you been watching Scott Borough for the last twenty years? Who? He Scott doesn't Boris? sign. He yeah. goes to free agency. He gets everybody at the dance. He jacks the price up. There's no signing of Alonzo. Um, I think there's a, a, a slight difference considering how much Pete, I think, wants to be with the Mets. And But you're right. They're a year away now. He's a year away. Typically, Boris clients, and he did switch to Boris. Uh, Boris, it's not like he always had Boris. He specifically switched to Boris. Boris clients, clients typically get to free agency, but that doesn't right. But that and then that's, that's, that's how the price gets jacked up. Everybody yeah, no, comes fair. into the dance and that's bitch. Fair. 
That's fair. But I think they could still win it if they okay. wanted. He should sign with the Mets. But Second I thing, every Giant fan except you yeah. wants to beat the Eagles. There's no such thing as tanking. You're the only one. And by okay. the way, don't you know I that, don't they, agree, that, but... Sh- that Shane and Dave both, they don't you know that they like da- Daniel Jones? They gave him $40 million. They can't, and- they can't continue to like Daniel Jones. He's had Now he's having another uh, knee injury. They also gave him a contract they can get out of after two years. They are looking for their guy. There's no. They had nothing else to do. They were in. They were stuck between a rock and a hard place. They had nowhere else to go for their quarterback position. He won a playoff game. Uh, they they had a winning season. They were not in a position to draft one in that draft because of where they were drafting. They weren't going to go out and give Carr money or give someone else money. They had no other choice but to work out a contract with Daniel Jones. They gave him a contract they can get out of after two years. Okay. With, I, 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 I disagree Chris, with you that Chris, he's their guy. They're yeah. hoping he comes back healthy. They do like well, I mean, the guy. I, 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 I think they like, they're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah, for, and by the way, that's quarterback. For, for every, for every uh, Trevor Lawrence and, and, uh, and Josh Allen, there's a million Daybolds and Mac Joneses and Josh. So, so there's, there's no a million guarantee everything. There. There's, no, there's guarantee no guarantee with any of it. There's no guarantee with anything. There's no guarantee with anything they 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 draft. They drafted offensive linemen in the first round forever. They drafted Flowers in the first round, Pew in the first round. Uh, you know, and now Evan Neal in the first round. Like well, there are. Well, no... I would keep drafting offensive linemen Why? until you get it right. Well, I would keep drafting quarterbacks until you get it right. That's the problem that Daniel Jones has had, and that Tommy Tommy Cutlass has had. Oh. That the, that the defensive line is in on him in a second and a half. Yeah, they can fix that too. They have other ways to fix it other than just the first overall pick. There's uh, there's free agency trades, the rest of the draft. You don't have to, you know, you don't need to use that first pick on a lineman to fix your offensive line. Evan Neal shows you that too. You go out and you get the game-changing quarterback. That's what you do. And I'm sorry, I disagree with you. I know there are Giant fans. I've spoken to them. It makes what benefit do you get from beating? You get no benefit from it. If you lose a draft, if you're a spot, true fan, you want to win every no, game. I disagree. Not not now. I, I don't want to be five and eleven and worry about winning a game. I, I don't I don't care what happens at five and eleven. I don't. I, it's like I'm just and especially I this hate particular the Eagles. Year, I want the Giants. I hate to the win. Eagles too. I hate the Eagles too. What do they get? Like honestly, if they beat the Eagles and miss out on a on a draft slot or or miss out on the quarterback because of it, it's like the Eagles won again. Like it doesn't. You're not costing the Eagles anything. The season's over. That die has been cast. There's nothing you can do to to. You're gonna beat the Eagles and what? Smile for thirty seconds and then put on the four. At least you had a good day. A true fan wants to win. No, I disagree. I don't want a good day. I don't want a good day. Like I'm sorry. I don't want a good day. I want a good season. I want a good team. I want sustained winning. I don't want a good day. And I'm willing to have a bad day if it gives me a better chance at the latter. I want the quarterback. I want the sustained winning. Nothing's a guarantee you're right. It doesn't mean you get it right. I get it. What does winning give you in this game? It gives you nothing. It doesn't give you winning culture. It doesn't help the the coach keep his job. It doesn't help you learn something about the quarterback and Tyrod Taylor. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything for you. You think this sticks it to the Eagles? You think the Eagles are going to have this in their crawl for the next three years? Oh, they beat us on the last game of the season to what? Send us to the exact same playoff position we would have had anyway? It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. There are very few times, again, I'm not always on the tanking. I'm not, I'm not this guy, once the season's over, you tank no matter the situation just for the better draft pick. There are times and places for it. This happens to be one. All of the circumstance points to them getting a quarterback. The better, the better draft pick helps them with that. Winning this game does nothing for you. It can only hurt you. And I'm sorry, I don't want to be told that uh, only a, a true fan wants to win this game. I'm a true fan. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of 5-11. and 11. I'm tired of 2-8. and eight. I'm tired of getting beat by 40 points to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm tired of it. Aren't you... I'm tired of having to ask the question what Daniel Jones is. I'm just tired. I'm flat out tired of it all. I need the quarterback. 
And winning that game does nothing for me. The second I change the channel, it's over. We're right back. The second the game ends, it's what happened. Is this the last game of Saquon Barkley? That's it. Is Wink Martindale coming back? What are they going to do with the draft? It immediately goes to draft prep, and you're worried about the playoffs. And we all got our bets, and maybe you're doing daily fantasy or whatever the case may be. You're, you're, you're done with the giant game the second it's over. And you're done with this miserable season. Winning this game does nothing. If, 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 it, if it kept them out of the playoffs, if it really stuck it to the Eagle fan and the Eagle team, I'd make a case for it. It does nothing. And don't tell me every, I'm sorry, don't make it seem like I'm not a Giant fan because I want sustained winning and I want a good team and I want the quarterback. When every franchise, you want to talk about for every one of these, for every one of those, go find me a winning team year after year that doesn't have the quarterback. Yes, you can get the quarterback in a myriad of places. That is true. San Francisco found one with the last pick in the draft. The Eagles have one from the second round. Dak was drafted where he was drafted. I get it. You can get the quarterback other places. That is true. But you can't win without the quarterback. And the best chance to get one, particularly now, this year, and where they already are in the draft, is to make sure they have that draft pick. That's it. That's it. And winning that game and hoping, hey, listen, the cards fall where they may, it makes no sense. If that game brought us something, okay. If this was next year with the rookie quarterback, go out there and beat the Eagles because I don't, I'm not tanking for a quarterback. Under almost any other circumstance, go out there and beat the Eagles. Every other year of Daniel Jones' career, go out there and beat the Eagles. How many times have we played the Eagles with the season dead? I've never once said go out there and lose to the Eagles. Never once. This is the one time because of the circumstances we're in. I believe in this coach and his ability to draft and 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 uh, develop a quarterback. That's why he got hired. That's what I want him to do. I don't need him to beat the Eagles to go six and eleven. Six and eleven. And that's one of the better years over the last five. But yeah, let's do that. Demetrius and Rutherford. What's up, Demetrius? Hey Chris, what's up, bud? How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Hey, listen, I agree with you 100%, man. Let me tell you something. When Gettleman drafted uh, Jones, I was like, man, we're going to be behind the eight ball for like the next six to eight years. Obviously, Dana Jones is not – he's who he is. Obviously, you know, he's prone to injuries right now. Like you said, what they will need is a clean canvas for a quarterback. Absolutely. Mold him, you know what I mean? Mold him to the way he did, you know. Uh, what's his name up in Buffalo? I, I Josh him, Allen. You know, Josh Allen. You need yeah. Somebody like, like – you know – he, he, yeah, he turned fan. Josh Allen. He turned Josh Allen from a project, which is what many uh, people considered him, uh, yeah. into one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL and a team that's yeah, now and, now and, that and is another. They're one, yeah, and now they're one more win, they're one more win away from dominating this, uh, winning this division and dominating hey, it over the last Chris, five years. Watching, you know, Josh Allen, you know, throughout his career, he's one of those quarterbacks that he can literally take his team on his back and, and drive it down the field. We can't yeah. say the same thing with uh, with Jones. You know, the only thing that Gettleman did was, you know, Saquon, and that's up in the air right now. You know, well, we that's like not the people, only that's you know? not the only thing Gettleman did. Gettleman also no, did no, Andrew Thomas. Stuff, Gettleman yeah. also did Dexter yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. You know, you had a couple. Yeah, but when he, I think he fumbled the ball on that pick with Daniel. I was like, oh, here we go. We're yes. Be, like you know, you you build a franchise off your quarterback. You got a good, strong, solid quarterback, and then like you said earlier, you get an offensive line to protect them, and then you have sustainability. You have a franchise that can be, you know, you know, in the hunt to, you know. You know, I hate I hate how we're playing, man, and it sucks, you know, this year. To, you know, especially, you know, it's like you said, 6-11. and 11. Why would we want to go 6-11? You might as well be in the top five for the pick. This particular year with this particular coach in this particular draft, it's very difficult, and thank you, Demetrius, it's very difficult to make an argument against it. The only argument against it is I'm a Giant fan, I want to see them win. There's no logic to that. There's no real thought process to that. It's just I'm a Giant fan, I want them to win, and I get that. Right? It's the number one rule of fandom, right? You become a fan, you root for them to win. I get it. 
But if you think about it logically and what's best for the team, there is not a single counterpoint. There is nothing you can say. Not a thing. Even if, even if, if Daniel Jones was the quarterback and you sort of believed in him in some way, if he came back from this injury, if it was just a, 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 a broken toe and he's back, like, hey, I want to see Daniel Jones play. Daniel Jones is the future. I want to see him beat the Eagles. Like, at least that would be a counterpoint. What exactly is the counterpoint? In, give me one, and I wish I would I, I wish it would have dawned on me to ask him this before I hung up the phone. Like, one thing. Giant fans, if you want to call me up and tell me you want to win this game against the Eagles, explain to me other than I root for the Giants on Sundays. Give me one instance, one particular point, one one aspect of this game and this team and this franchise that benefits from winning this game. Give me one thing. The Eagles are in the playoffs anyway. The Eagles aren't going to win the division. The only thing you could tell me is let's see at halftime if if Washington's beaten Dallas. I think they play at the same time. If Washington's beaten Dallas by 30 points at the half, okay, now you can make the counterpoint of, hey, we can keep them from winning the division and stick it to the Eagles. At least that's a point. I still would rather care about what happens with the Giants, but at least that's a point. But with Washington 4-12 and and wanting a quarterback themselves, there is no way they're beating the the Cowboys when the Cowboys have the division on the line. So there's there's not sticking it to the Eagles. There's not developing anyone. You could still play well and lose the football game. I'm not asking the players not to care. So if you want to talk about Dane Belton or anybody else that you want to see play well in the game, uh, have you know what give Saquon Barkley a win on his on his way out the door, or or give uh, Shepard a win on his way out the door. Like there's nothing. There's nothing. I challenge you to come up with one aspect on why this is an impactful game for the Giants to win. And don't give me winning culture and breeding winning and finally beating the Eagles. It means absolutely nothing. If they played next week, week one, they'd be they'd be underdogs by two touchdowns. Lou in Asbury Park. What's up, Lou? Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing, Chris? Good, man. How are you? Good. So, I, I mean, I definitely agree with you to an extent, but on the flip side, you know, with this draft coming up, it's it's never about where you pick. It's, it's who you pick. And if you go back to 2018, I think the Giants made, you know, fast forward now, Giants made two big mistakes in the first and the second round. Um, right. You know, you had arguably the best guard ever to play in the NFL sitting there in, in Quentin Nelson. Right. Okay, who 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 was, you know, you can make an argument he's going to be available the next sixth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then in the second round, when the Giants took Hernandez at guard, yeah. they passed up on Nick Chubb. Yeah. Well, so so I I agree with you. Okay, to 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 get as much ammo as possible, but on the flip side, you know, it's it's making that ammo stick because if we would have went Quentin Nelson, Nick Chubb. I mean, that changes the whole dynamic of this Giants team just off of that one draft I mean, in 2018. Maybe. You, you, may, you may be right, although Andrew Thomas was a hit, and that hasn't impacted the offensive line that much. But you're right. Um, you're not wrong. They would have been better off doing that. But my here, here's the point. You're right. It's who you pick. But the further down the draft you pick, the possibility of the right guy being taken in front of you opens up. I mean, you're right. They they traded down for, for Tony instead of just staying pat and drafting uh, – um, Mika Parsons. You're right. Uh, it's 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 of course it's who you draft. Uh, you get that. You want to look back at drafts in hindsight and 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 pick and choose the players you think they could have drafted. Of course, but the point is, what if the player is the quarterback that's picked right in front of them, and that draft pick got moved because you you beat the Eagles? Like I, I just, it, it's up to them to make the right pick. Of course, but I want to give them the best opportunity to make that right pick. And 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 right now it's a quarterback, and right now it's Brian Dable and Joe Shane, guys who got their jobs for drafting and developing Josh Allen. I want to give them the best option to pick the right guy. Yes, in hindsight, if we had a crystal ball, is there a chance that the fourth quarterback taken off the board or the fifth quarterback taken off the board becomes the best? Yeah. But it's on them to not make that mistake. All, all, all they can be given is the best opportunity to make that right choice. Right? Like it's, it's like our, it's a little bit cliched, but our kids, right? It's just you want to put them, you want to 
raise them, and put them in the position to make right decisions. They still have to make the right decisions on their own. But you want to give them the best opportunity to make those right decisions. I want Brian Dable to have the best opportunity to pick the right guy. That's what I want. Could he bungle it? Of course. (laughs) He could mess up. It doesn't matter where he's drafting. He could mess it up. And almost anywhere, there will be a player in the second round who's better than than people picked in the first round. Like, that's going to happen every single year. You can go through every draft in history, probably, and find a second-round pick that would have been better than a first-round pick. But it is what it is. You got to be smart enough to pick the right guy. And these guys got hired because they were smart enough to draft and develop Josh Allen. I have to let them do it. Kevin in Smithtown. What's up, Kev? Kevin, you there? Kevin. Hello? Hello? I'm sorry. That's totally my fault. I could have sworn it said Kevin. That's just a complete mess up. I know. Kate, how are you? I apologize. Kate, you there? No, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Uh, Kate. That That is just... Me taking a quick glance and thought it said Kevin. I apologize. How are you, Kate? Rude. So rude. I know. It's, um, I'm the worst. <laughs> no, I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago, and, I mean, no big surprise, but I, you basically just said everything that I was going to say. Mm-hmm. We're like, it's not the Jets facing the Patriots where you want to just dig in and hopefully not send Belichick off with one more win against you. Right. It's the Giants versus the Eagles. It's really not that big of a rivalry. And oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, Kate. I mean, uh, even I'll have to admit, I hate them more than I hate any other team in the sport. I like they're, they're are, they're are, they're the nemesis. It, but they only have the one Super Bowl as opposed, and they don't have the rack. They don't have the owning the division. They don't have being the best coach and quarterback in the history of the NFL. They don't have the six. It's not the they don't have the six Belich- Super Bowls. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not the dominance that Belichick and the Patriots have owned over the AFC East for right. more than a decade. No, you're right. They haven't even won the division back to back years. Yep. It's just not. Yes, we hate the Eagles. Yes, I hate Dallas more, but that might just be me. It, yeah, I don't know if it's, it's just you, it's, but it's not me. Yeah, I, I hate the Eagles more. But it's not It's not the same as the Jets going into week 18 being like, we can't send Belichick off with one final win, even though it means nothing for them, just like right. this week means really nothing for us. Right. But, I mean, I would tell you, it, you're you're right. Uh, you're right. Um my, I think what weighs more in it, Kate, and again, sorry for the Kevin thing. I don't know where I got that from. Um, but what weighs more on it for me, Kate, is that they're not chasing a quarterback. More than the fact, if if they were, if they were in the exact same position, if the Jets right now were finishing up their second year with Dane, uh, with Dable and Shane, and they hired him because he, 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 he the same reason the Giants hired him, he drafted and developed Josh Allen. If they were in year two, of of Dable and Shane, and they didn't have a quarterback, and they were looking to draft one in the draft, I would be saying the exact same thing for the Jets. I don't care about Bill Belichick. I don't care about this streak against the Patriots. I don't care about any of it. I want to lose the game because I need the quarterback. The Jets are not in the same scenario. The Jets do not need a quarterback. The Jets will not be drafting a quarterback. The Jets are high enough in the draft where they'll be a bunch of quarterbacks taken in front of them. Now, could you argue that moving up could get a a stud? T- they could miss out on a tackle by winning this game? Sure. Could they miss out on Marvin Harrison uh, Jr.? Probably not. He's probably going to go above them. Theoretically, if they lose the game, they could jump all the way up to five. If the Giants win, the Chargers win, Tennessee wins, and the Jets lose, they'll have the fifth pick. At six and eleven, and they'll they have a, a worse strength of schedule uh, than all of them. So you could be moving up to top five with a loss, theoretically, probably unlikely, but possible. But if they were chasing a quarterback, I'd be saying the same thing just as passionately. I don't care about Belichick. I don't care about the wh- what is it? Like honestly, what is beating him one last time before he goes off into the sunset? They're an awful team. 
It's more of an embarrassment that you can't beat them. It's more of an embarrassment that Mac Jones is 5-0 and against the, against the Jets. It's more of an embarrassment than it is anything else. But your embarrassment is right now looking at 13 consecutive seasons without making the postseason. That's the embarrassment for the Jets. And honestly, it'd be nice to beat the, it'd be nice to beat the Patriots. It'd be nice. Don't get me wrong, and I agree on some level, it would mean more to the Jets to beat the Patriots than it would for the Giants to beat the Eagles. Uh, that's probably true considering the absolute dominance not only over the division, but the NFL uh, on the backs of the Jets and the rest of that lousy division for all those years. Uh, and just the idea that even now, over the last handful of years, when Belichick and the Patriots have been at their worst, and without Tom Brady, you still can't figure out a way to beat them. I agree. And from seeing ghosts to everything else, to the to the roughing the passer penalty that cost you the game last year, uh, to Mac Jones beating you, to this year where the quarterback was awful in Zach Wilson. Anybody else beats them. I get it. All that. If they were looking for a quarterback in this draft, I'd tell you the same thing. Lose the game because it doesn't matter. No one's going to care that you're 1 for 12 over your last 13 as opposed to 0 for 13. Is it that big of a difference? Is it really? Are you going to enjoy it that much? You're going to put on a smoking jacket, make yourself a martini, sit down on your couch and watch Bart Scott say, can't wait over and over again. Like, is that what you're going to do if you win this game? Is that what the Jet fan's going to do? Or are you just going to move on and go, there's the end of a miserable season. I wish we were firing our head coach. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you. Uh, we'll come back, continue to take your phone calls. Now you got me all riled up with the Giants. Out of line. Who do you think you're talking to? Out of order. You're at order. There are times when I could see, you know, and I have seen boys like these, younger than you, these. That's a little scent of a woman. I don't want to go through the whole rant. Eight seven seven. Although I do know it, I'm crazy like that. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Do you remember, I don't know if you remember, I actually sang uh, to, jeez, uh, what's the name of the band? I'm losing my mind now. Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy. I actually had to sing Fall Out Boy to Fall Out Boy. They were in the studio with um, Craig and Evan, uh, brought him in. It was just Pete and the drummer. The I forget the Pete's last name, but he's the bass player, one of the... The founders of the band. Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz. There you go. Pete Wentz and their drummer came into studio. And, of course, Craig puts me on the spot. And I have to sing Fall Out Boy. And I don't know if you just heard me there. Fall Out Boy is very difficult to sing. It's like a, a very high, high octave scream. He screams a lot. And it's very difficult to sing. And, like, they're in the middle of an interview. Like, it, it was probably their 35th of the day. And they're talking about their new project, their new album that came out back in the summer or whenever it came out, maybe even longer, might even be close to a year by now. And, you know, they've probably gone through a million things. And he's like, oh, you know, by the way, you know, our uh, producer over there, our board up over there is a big fan. And I was like, yeah, well, really, my kids, my kids loved all the songs from the movies. They did a bunch of songs from, like, Disney movies. They did a song for Big Hero 6 and... Uh, they did a song for Spider-Man on Disney, the uh, the TV show, or at least the lead singer did. I don't know if the whole band did. But anyway, so we played a lot of their songs. They they had uh, another thing like Four Centuries. That song, for whatever reason, it's in a movie or something. And my kids loved it. So I said, yeah, my kids love it. And, blah, blah, blah. and then I had, he's like, why don't you sing it for him? I'm like, I'm not. 
you know, uh, sings, uh, remember me for centuries. I'm like, this is impossible. It's not like, it's not like singing Billy Joel. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray. That's easy. And then they're staring right at me. I was I was mortified. I was mortified. 877-337-6666. I was going to say something else. Oh, yeah, a couple of former Giants and Jets. Obviously, uh, Cooks signs with Baltimore. A perfect spot for him. Why not? He's going to go into the <laughs> – he goes from the Jets – to the number one seeded Ravens, who still have, despite the injury to the to the rookie running back, they still have, obviously, Edwards, who scores a touchdown almost every game, it feels like, and uh, Justice Hill. So they have other options. He's not going to go in there and be the guy there, clearly. But, I mean, to go in there and be a part of that running back tandem, that's a good spot for him. And then the other thing I just saw was, take the, how about this, Giant fans, for all of you um, who say... Daniel Jones never had any weapons, and Daniel Jones this, Daniel Jones that. Daniel Jones never got anything out of Evan Ingram. Now, I know he dropped a lot of balls. Don't get me wrong. Evan Ingram was a frustrating player for the New York Giants, but Evan Ingram leads all tight ends with 104 receptions entering this week. So he's already got 104. If he gets six more, he'll become the fourth tight end in NFL history with 110 110 receptions or more in a season. The fourth tight end in history. 106 receptions. 104 needs six more for 110. And tell me again, you know, the quarterback doesn't make a difference. Josh in Philadelphia. What's up, Josh? What's up, C-Mac? How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Thank you, by the way, for a good morning. 4 a.m. every morning when I wake up. Oh, thank you. You like that? that? I, absolutely. Oh, good. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I love that song. And another chance, or take a chance. I love that, too. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So I've been in Philly for about 21 years. Okay. So I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little, I completely agree and understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I'm a little conflicted just because I would love to stick it sure, to Sure. Yeah, if you live there, but, I, I'll give you that. It, I can understand that. Yeah. But it, it made me think of the 04 draft and... I remember being in Philly, and I'm thinking, do you remember there was a an offensive lineman from Iowa? I think his name was Robert Gallery. Sure. Big, the thinking, enormous bust, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. But I remember at the time, the Giants had a chance of taking him back then. Mm-hmm. And I remember being conflicted. I'm like, I don't know. What should they do? I think Kerry Collins was still the quarterback. I don't remember the whole mm-hmm. timeline with Warner and Collins and blah, 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 blah. But what did they end up doing? They took Eli. So, oh, was Robert Gallery that same I'm, draft? I'm huh? almost, I'm almost certain it was the same draft. And I remember being conflicted. I completely remember. And lo and behold, who knew the day of the draft? You know, they made the trade, whatever. Right. But I'm, so my point being is, I'm with you. In the long term, because in the short term, like you said, yeah, what it'll it'll make me feel good even here in Philly for five minutes. Exactly, and, yeah, and, then, it, the and then it's over. And and you're right. Yeah, he was. Uh, it was the 2004 draft. He was the second. Yeah. He was the second yep. pick. He was the I'm second pick you. in the fourth I, draft in the 2004 yep. draft. Yep. I remember being conflicted. I'm like, oh man, we could use this offensive lineman. And granted, we're going back 20 years. I know the game is different, but yeah. still. No, of course. You know, it's 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 almost the same type of deal right now. It's like, but like you said, you get the quarterback first, then you build the line. Right. Look what happened. And little did we know, they put they put Eli in the hands of Tom Coughlin. Again, we have a head coach now. Put this this quarterback right. in the hands of Dable. I agree. Let's do it, bro. Let's go. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry. I got infatuated with that draft for a second. I've been reading. Uh, but you're right. See? I mean, yeah, so he was the, it's amazing, the Oakland Raiders. He's the only, uh, one one through eight all went to the pro, have been pro bowlers except for Robert Gallery. You got Eli Manning, right? I, Eli Manning, and, Robert Gallery, Larry Fitzgerald, and then Philip Rivers, obviously, and that's the trade. They draft Philip Rivers. And I'm telling you, I Sean Taylor, Kellen Winslow, Roy Williams, 
uh, D'Angelo Hall? I, re- I remember being conflicted, literally being conflicted. I'm like, oh, man, this, this offensive lineman from Iowa. Woo! Mm. You know, but look what they ended up doing. And by the way, let's go Knicks tomorrow. Yes. Let's beat the Sixers. T- tonight. Philly. Let's tonight. go. That's more important this weekend. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree with you. Nope. It's more. This is a big game against the Sixers. It's the. It's a. It's a good test for the Knicks. For the new look Knicks, it is a good test against Philadelphia uh, tonight in Philly. I believe. Let's make sure I got that right. I'm pretty sure it's in Philly. Uh, yes, that is a big game tonight. Yep, in Philadelphia. Seven thirty tonight, Knicks Sixers. That's a good game. Let's see how uh, they play. Let's see if Julius Randle can keep it up. I was listening to Sal today. I saw his his rant. Um, I agree with a lot of what he said about Randle. Not all of it. Um, His point is they don't need another player. I still think they do but to win a championship. But Randle is the kind of player that we should, if, if he didn't have moments that he's had, let's just be fair. Like he had that great year and then he followed it up with a miserable year. One, he was terrible in the playoffs against Atlanta. He was a complete no-show. Then he has the terrible year. He's, you know, he's given the thumbs down, whatever, to the crowd, like or just or the shush, whatever it was, whatever he did to the crowd. Like, and the, they hated him. We had to move on from him, got to trade him. And then he comes back. And last year was great again with Brunson, obviously. But again, the playoffs are an issue. And now this year he's been great. And even the last week, two weeks, and particularly these last two games since they made the trade uh for Ananobi. He's been incredible, and he's the exact type of player that this city does usually rally around and love having. I mean, he's a hard fought. Like he gives, he's not a great defensive player, but he gives energy. He attacks the basket. Um, he, his shooting is not his three point shot. Not and it's not the strength of his game, but he can shoot. Um, but he attacks the rim. He he runs. He's ninety miles an hour everywhere he goes. Like I I if Randall. If I didn't already have a preconceived notion about him in my head, I'd feel a lot better about it. I'm trying to get rid of it. I'm trying to join Sal on the Randall train. I'm trying to get out of my head about what Julius Randall is, what his ceiling is, where he will limit them. Like I've I've had that ingrained in me for so long, the last few years that I'm, I'm it's hard to get rid of. But I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try because it's not fair. You know, you got to just go with what you're seeing. And right now, you're seeing an excellent basketball player, just an absolute stud. So tonight against 76ers is a big game. It's a bigger game than Giants-Eagles, 100%. At least for us. At least for us fans. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good point. You want to you want to stick it to Philly? Tonight's the night, not Sunday. Let's beat Philly tonight. Forget. We'll worry about Sunday on Sunday. And then, We all know which loss would bother Spike more. Yeah, I know. That's a good point. Um, But yeah, Robert Gallery. Absolutely, yeah, it was a complete bust. Uh, you see, offensive lineman. No guarantee. He's also the only pick in that top 10 that wasn't like a really good no, or great I, player. I, I, I was reading it. I know. I said it's Eli Manning, Robert Gallery, Larry Fitzgerald, Philip Rivers, Sean Taylor, Kellen Winslow, Roy Williams, who had his moments. Um, like even Winslow, had he had his moments. Yeah. Um, D'Angelo Hall. Reggie Williams, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Jonathan Vilma, Vince Wolferk. That was, I mean, that was a that's a good pick. The freaking Patriots. Stephen Jackson, good running back with the Rams. I'm trying to look at that whole draft. Let's see what the best trick in that. Bob Sanders was. Sean Andrews was in that draft. Yeah, good guard for a long time. Yeah. Um, Will Smith, the pass rusher. Right, Will, Will Smith. I, I, That's all the first round. Yeah. And the Giants got Chris Snee early in the second. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at the Pro Bowlers here. Kansas City drafted Jared Allen in the fourth round. Antonio Smith. Michael Turner was, had his moments, too. Michael Turner. All right, yeah, I mean, that's a good draft. But you, that's what the point is. Like, even offensive linemen aren't guarantees, man. They're just not. You know who went undrafted that year? Offensive tackle. A hint will be that this guy is still active. Jeez. He 
He's right now the oldest player in the NFL. Oh, he is? Uh... I don't know. I can't think of it. Jason Peters. Jason Peters, yeah. Wow. Gallery goes second overall. Jason Peters is playing 17 years later. Wow. Or no, sorry, Undrafted. 19 years yeah, later. 19 years later. Well, about to be 20. Wow. Wow. That is Undrafted. Undrafted. And he went to Arkansas. It's not like he went yeah, to right. some school like nobody's some... heard of. Yeah, I know. How about that? How about that? But that was some, uh, that was some class. That was a good draft. Roethlisberger, Rivers, and Eli Manning alone. Hopefully this is the same kind of draft that these quarterbacks show up and just as good. 877-337-6666. But, yeah, how about that? A hundred and 104 receptions for Evan Ingram. Boggles the mind. But just listen, never Daniel Jones out. never had anybody to throw no, to. No, never had anybody to throw to. Never had any weapons. Never had an offensive line. Nobody Maybe. was ever open. Nobody. Evan Ingram didn't get open until he went to Jacksonville. <laughs> I know. Then all of a sudden he got open for 100 receptions. Although he did drop passes, to be fair. but Oh, yeah. He, he, the drops were terrible. With yeah, the, the, drop, the, the drops were terrible. Talking about the Eagles. They had the Eagles beat. Daniel Jones put it right in the bucket. And he dropped the ball. But still, yeah, listen. Daniel Jones is done. He's just done. Unfortunately, he's done here. They can get out of this contract. You have to draft a quarterback, and he's injury prone. We all love Eli Manning, right? We go on and on about Eli Manning. Eli Manning never missed a game. This guy misses games every single year. Season-ending surgeries, a blown-out knee, a neck injury, a neck surgery. Like, there's just, you can't count on him. You just can't count on him. And I can't imagine anybody wanting to move forward with him. Like, it's just, whatever you think of him, you got to let it go. You got to let it go. He doesn't score touchdowns. They don't score points. He doesn't win. And you could you can point to offensive coordinators and coaches. And, and you know, they gave, him, they gave him Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator. They gave him Joe Judge as a head coach. The one year with Brian Dable that he stayed healthy, they won. But he was terrible this year. We forget that because we haven't seen him in forever. He was terrible this year. Oh, Chris, it's the offensive line. I know, it's the offensive line. Same story. Someone played terrible football. The offensive line was bad. Someone made a mistake. It's the offensive line's fault. Well, Daniel Jones, uh, running for his life, Chris. Running for his life. That's the only answer you get. That's it. It's never their fault. It's never you, Jim. It's never you. It's It's always the offensive line. Always. Uh, even Zach Wilson, offensive line. Ever, I mean, Andrew Luck played in front of an offensive line that was so bad, he blew, he bruised his spleen. He was getting beat to a pulp. He had to retire a, 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 as a young man because his body could no longer take the punishment that offensive line gave him. And yet, and yet, they won a lot of football games, and yet they were in the playoffs, and yet he threw a ton of touchdown passes. You're seeing it again. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times in a playoff game, won the game. Joe Burrow hurt again, getting you know running for his life. He's Joe Burrow. That's why he's in the he's playing in the Super Bowl with that offensive line. And then my personal favorite, the coup de grace, the French kiss. Not the French kiss, the chef's kiss, you moron. The chef's kiss, the argument about Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Drives me nuts. Please, you want to hear me yell like I yelled before? Call me up and tell me even Patrick Mahomes can't play well behind an offense, a bad offensive line. Look what happened in the Super Bowl against the Bucs. Call me up and say that if you want to hear me yell. Because that's, the, I mean... People actually use that. I've had many people. I've had friends say that to me. I remember the other day I was uh, coming in after Joe in the afternoon. Joe was doing the midday last Friday. I was I did afternoon drive, and I was coming in after Joe. And the last call he took used that example. You see, it's not with offensive lines. It doesn't matter if you have a bad offensive line. You can't do it. Patrick Mahomes. Do you remember that Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes was throwing. You know, while he was falling down, he's running for his life. And you know, even Patrick Mahomes couldn't make it work with an offensive line. Yeah, 
in the Super Bowl. Do you hear yourself before you talk? That means he won a division, he won two playoff games, and was playing in the Super Bowl with that offensive line. Daniel Jones can't throw a touchdown pass. Daniel Jones gets beat 40 to nothing. And this isn't to kill Daniel Jones. It's just to say it's over. I can't. I can't do it anymore. I was I was listening today and someone said, you know, he's I forget if it was with uh in the uh, midday or the afternoon. But someone said, you know, what really you know, what really stinks now with, with you know, we didn't get a chance to answer the question about Daniel Jones. I just wanted to scream in my car. He got hurt. We didn't we didn't get to answer the question. It's year five, people. Year five. If we haven't answered the question, guess what? We have. And it's a no. If it's not yes by now, it's no. We still needed to see Daniel Jones for one more year so we could know what we were doing at the quarterback position. My God. My God. Jeff in South Florida. What's up, Jeff? Hey, uh, how you doing? I'm so, good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I'm not a Giants fan. I'm a Jets fan, unfortunately. Sure. But I just, I don't understand, you know, and again, I don't know if he's going to be anything, but why aren't they playing DeVito? Do they just not like the story? I mean, um, if you listen to Loogie, that's what uh, Tom, uh, Tommy Lugauer somehow right. believes that, yes, that it's some sort of conspiracy that the Giants are afraid of the story of Tommy Cutlets and afraid that the fans will just fall in love with him further and make it more difficult for either Daniel Jones, if they are stupid enough to go in that direction again next year, or if they draft a young quarterback. Everyone will be clamoring for Tommy Cutlets because he's just so dynamic, and they want to avoid that whole scenario. You know what I think? Here's what I think. I think they believe, and I know this is crazy, they right. believe Tyrod Taylor, a veteran quarterback, who's won games in this league and honestly beats the Rams if he completes a two-yard pass to Saquon Barkley for the two-point conversion. Like, they believe he gives them a better chance to win, and Dable and this team, uh, rather, you know, misguidedly, are out to win this game. So I think that's what it is. And I think Tom, And I think they don't really believe that he's anything. I think they know what he is. I don't think they need to see any more of him. I think they know what Tommy Cutlets is, and he's someone who maybe will can, can compete for the backup quarterback next year. Maybe, probably not, because they're going to draft one, and Daniel Jones will be on this team. But to your point, I agree with you. I'd rather see Tommy Cutlets. They don't, give the fans something they might be interested in. Let let's see this kid. The, the fan base rallied around him. They like him. You know, he's they're, they're, he's doing signings at, at deli places, and, and he's, selling, um, he's selling sauce now. He's doing all this fun stuff. Let's have that story. Let's, let's just do that. It's more important. That's better for the fans than the best chance to win. But I do not think it's some sort of, wow, what if oh, Tommy Cutlets beats the Eagles? Now we have a problem on our hands. Like, I don't buy that for a second. No, that's only something the Jets would do when they refuse to play Mike White. But uh... <laughs> Right. Well, they but, didn't, uh, they didn't uh, refuse I mean, to play Mike White. Mike White got hurt. Well, he got hurt, but I'm saying... Like, they could have played... To Mike start White. the year, they went with Flacco instead of Mike White. That, that's yeah. true. But he was terrible in the preseason. He was terrible. Yeah. But, again, they didn't bring him back, or they didn't have any backup quarterback. But No. Well, that's... Know, yeah. The fact, the, the fact that the Jets are going to basically have White, you know, watch this year away and bring back everybody... Uh, it's just crazy too. I just uh, yeah, I disagree with you. I, I don't know what else you what what else would you rather do? Fire everyone and have Woody Johnson make new no. hires? No, I think I I'm I'm fine with giving Salah basically one last shot because he's had no help on the, at the quarterback position. Zero. But yeah, but uh, Joe Douglas is he had one good draft and a few good trades. Totally he's true. Yeah, he had, he had a couple of good trades. He's had the one great draft. I think he's had other okay drafts. He had one terrible draft, one great draft, and I think overall he's done okay. I think the roster is pretty good. I think the defense is pretty good. I think the offensive line sucks, um, and the wide receiver room had talent in it. I mean, you had 
Mims showed some glimpses. Elijah Moore certainly showed glimpses. And then Garrett Wilson was inc- was incredible and is incredible. And I, I don't know why it didn't work with Elijah Moore. Um, obviously, he wanted out immediately, and it's not like he's gone to uh, Cleveland and, and just tore it up. He's been better, but not great. But um, I just I don't know what else to do. Like that's the, with the Jets. I I think you have to just keep him. Again, like the uh, the idea that he's the the worst coach in the NFL. He's had no he's had no real quarterback at all. Now, do I still see things I don't like? Absolutely. Could he show more emotion? Yes. Could he, you know, challenge players and chastise players on the field in the moment? Yeah, I guess. But it's hard to win in this league with no quarterback play. Stefanski's done it, but to be fair, the guys they brought in, Joe Flacco has played well. When you watch the game, is it smoke and mirrors or is Joe Flacco making throws? Like they they, they got Trevor Simeon. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco, for a brief moment in time, was the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. And he's out there making throws. They're going, to, they're going to Timmy Boyle. It's not the same. And that's really the downfall of the GM. The, the downfall of the GM is, is not doing a better job of building this offensive line, not just this year, but his entire tenure, and then not having a legitimate backup quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers. Just unex, unexcusable, inexcusable. And it's enough to be fired. And Salah's record on itself is enough to be fired. And the job Hackett did this year is enough to be moved on from. But when Aaron, when you're bringing back Aaron Rodgers and he believes in those three people, why on earth would I not want Aaron Rodgers that is most comfortable next year? Why Week one, I want him on the first play of the game, walking up to the line, knowing exactly how to manipulate it, knowing exactly who's blitzing, knowing exactly how to shift the offensive line, knowing exactly who to call on the hot route, knowing exactly what to do, where to shift, what, to, what play to change into. I want him so comfortable and knowing that offense inside and out, and there, I just don't see why you would move off of that because Robert Sala's done such a terrible job with Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, Mike White, uh, Trevor Simeon. The list goes on. I'll trust Aaron Rodgers knowing what to do and keeping a team together than I trust Woody Johnson any day of the week. He's got to play. He's got to stop doing Pat McAfee, stop saying ridiculous things, stop, you know, whether it's mis- whether it's misinterpreted what he said or not, Try to stay away from the conversation of Jeffrey Epstein and, and and associating with other people you've had quabbles with. Like, just stop and play some football because I still believe he can be pretty damn good at it. 